And it's another good afternoon to all of our listeners here at uh, 88.3 Southern FM as we bring you another Sunday session of Two Smoking Guns on the 15th of November 2020 that is just about to get away from us and there's only 39 days to Christmas. Rutsy, good afternoon to you. We're just out of COVID and I see Christmas decorations. This torture never continues. Are you talking about what's on my head? Oh, what is that on your head? Well, it's November. I see your attempt at growing a mo. Yeah, Uh, and this is as close as I'll get. (laughs) And uh, when I get in the shower uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever that is, it'll fall off. It'll fall (laughs) off because that's a stuck on. Because it's a stuck on one. But uh, you know, I just I wanted to show some solidarity with the the, the brothers that are growing their mo's. So I came in with a mask one day. So now I've just decided to do this, mate. um, Hello to you. Hello to you. And how was your week? Well, it it was. it was a release week. It was a week of freedom, and it was a brilliant week. And I've probably overstretched it. Oh, did you? Because I've had a game of golf and three lunches. Ah. And um, I'm saying, I don't know if I can keep this pace up for the rest of the year. Oh, I see. But uh, no, it was great to be out. It's great seeing everybody outside. Yeah, there's a lot of people out and about. Yeah, people out dining yep. on the footpaths, and they've pushed restaurants into the streets. Yep. and. Uh, laneways are getting blocked off. It's an absolute blessing to it, see people out and about. It is, and uh, and uh, the the number escapes me. But I think, another double it, donut. Uh, 15, uh, yeah. 14, fi- 15, 15. Is it fifteen? Something. I wasn't sure if it was fifteen or even sixteen of yeah. double donuts. But um, but no, they're no. running out of donuts, mate. But no, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Donut's going to be very yeah, busy. <laughs> and uh, but no more announcements today. I think we've got to wait another week, don't we, before they can yeah, tell yeah, us whether yeah, we can yeah. mask or unmask. Oh, or whether we can have 10 for Christmas lunch or 20 or it's 30 or... November 23, I believe, is an so, important date. Yeah, well, that's, in fact, uh, that's not for another two weeks. Oh, OK. Uh, well, that's travel uh, international in, in, in over the borders, I Yeah, think. well, they, they, they've started to relax some of the borders and there's some more international people coming. And I think for the first time um, in 20 years, if memory serves, uh, Tasmania will receive its first international flight from over the Dutch. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, so going to let some people in from Kiwiland down to uh, to our beautiful part of uh, of Australia known as Tasmania. And the, the, the uh, papers have been awash with ads. Oh my goodness! I tell you what, lift out magazines to visit different places. Uh, and I, I I had my list, as you know. Yes, I'm a, I'm a list maker. Yes, you are. And I had plans, but I'm getting quite confused now because there's about 45 <laughs> places that I want to go. Well, there was a whole article. In fact, I've uh, I, I think I'm a bit remiss. I'm, I, I might have uh, not brought it into the studio, but I'll, I'll grab it. Uh, I'll grab it during a break because I do want to talk to you about. Um, uh, there is a supplement in the paper today. I think. Yeah. Um, of 52 of the best places to go in the, in the whole country. Correct. So I just want to have a chat to you and see, A, whether you've been, yes. and B, what might be of interest to oh, you. Oh, yes. Because, so, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a bit of travel. We'll do a bit of travel. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, in terms of our um, divorces, departures, and, um, uh, well, deaths is departures. So yes. What's that? Oh, divorces. <laughs> divorces. Departures. Arrivals. Uh, arrivals. So we've had a we've had a departure, yes, and, uh, and then we've got another person who's not going anywhere. So <laughs> she's yes, not, she's yes. not going to depart That's until true. such time as uh, she draws her last breath. So we'll uh, we'll keep that up our sleeve. And of course, it's been a big week in the AFL for the trade it period. It has. It's the uh, interminably long trade period that yes. seems to uh, everything seems to happen on the last uh, day. Seems to be a few aggrieved players. There's a few aggrieved supporters and of supporters some teams, of some I clubs believe. that that weren't. 
taken on the journey. No, they do weren't. Think, do you think support, they would solve the message that well? Do you think that? Do you think supporters have to be taken on the journey? I think they do. Scotty. Do you? I think they're do heavily you? invested in their team, and I think most supporters who stood by their club and paid their full membership despite not being able to attend any games deserve that. to have their. Um, Deserve to have some focus on managing the message, yes. Right. Even those that are going to get the Tijuana brass? I don't think they need to go into specifics about who they're going to trade out and, yeah. and not because that's IP and that would upset their trading strategy. Well, that's correct. But and that's I where I'm think coming a from. A bit of pre-positioning to the... Right. To the, um, to the well, not the players, but the the members. Yes. To say, look, we've we're in a bit of a pickle, and yeah. we've got to do this and that and the other thing to get it right. I think. Yeah. Um, so we su- we support a team who've managed the message very well. I think albeit so. we're being bringing players in, not well, sending that, them out the door. Well, I mean, so only, I think we only got rid of one in the last yeah. uh, so a couple of days. I think a young two. young Nicky Hine and is, Maddie Parker and Maddie Parker is going to move on. Um, but yes, I, I, well, I think from our standpoint, um, we're on the positive side of the ledger yes. because it's all good news about who's coming in. Yes. Um, uh, much to, uh, to the fact that a couple of players need to make way. but um, And then there's uh, the spin doctors have been hard at work too. Oh, yes, <laughs> so we've know. got a player that says, oh my goodness, I absolutely did not see that coming. <laughs> um, and the rebuttal was, mate, We've sat we've, you down about six times friends. all throughout the year. What you need to do to bring your game up to scratch because you've been subpar ever since you got here. So someone's not telling the truth. Someone's, someone's not telling the truth. A bit. Yes, and there's the, uh, the a couple of smoke screens about you know, the player, but is it about the money? Is it about the salary cap? Oh, yes. So it's, it's a fun uh, time of year. All and sundry. And then, um, and I know this is uh, close to home for you, but I wanted to give a shout out to a young. Will Petrovsky. Petrovsky. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, I've got his Petrovsky. name wrong. Oh. Yes. Um, 22 years of age. Uh, I think I read with interest that he's got a batting average currently of about 4, 4.8 million. Million, yes. <laughs> um, but brilliant news for that young man who uh, who also underwent some uh, struggles you know, sort of 12 months ago and said, boys, I just need a little bit of space and uh, just want to make sure I've got every part of my game um, ready to rock and roll if yep. I get the call up. Um, so, Brilliant for him to do that. Brilliant that he gets supported the way that he that he had been, obviously. Yep. And uh, he is just seeing it like a beach ball. Isn't he's he? in the squad. <laughs> he's in the test squad. Yep. And um, despite claims of a bat-off, uh, oh. there is a game coming up in which... Um, the incumbent, Joe Burns, would want to score a couple. Yeah, Joe needs to... Or else uh, uh, young Willie's straight in. Joe does need to trouble the scorer, he does. doesn't he? He does yeah. need to trouble and, the scorer. And uh, the, 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 uh, the other sort of uh, bright part of uh, the news sort of coming out of the cricketing world is that um, old mate Coley... He's only going to play one test and then he's going home. He's going home to be <laughs> president of the birth of his first baby, which is, yep. you know, highly appropriate good, and good. Um, makes it a little bit easier for I was the Aussies. Say, good for him good for and him. good for us. Good, good for Australia. Because <laughs> he can bat just a bit. He can bat all I'll day. I'll tell long. you what. I reckon he's a great um, uh, a strategist as well because mm. he also gets right up our nose. Oh, on he the knows field. how to get up the Aussies. Oh, and on the field, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's got that sort of glare and then he's got the laugh and he's, yeah, he's very he really, oh, absolutely. He plays I, the game like an Australian. I'll tell you what, we should just knight him <laughs> and bring, bring, bring him, him across. across. <laughs>
<laughs> what have you got for us, old son? Well, I'm going to stay on cricket for a minute. Good. Because there's a, there's a great story about a young lad who's 13 yes. who took seven for... Yes. Seven for one. Seven for on one. On the weekend, a teenage yeah. cricketer has smashed bowling records for yep. his age group Yep. after he scored a triple hat-trick in a community cricket match in Melbourne's West. Krish, Krish Kumar is his name. Yes. Uh, he's 13. Yep. And he, uh, he got five wickets in a row playing for the Williamstown under-15s. Yep. On Friday night. And that wasn't enough. Uh, that, that, that wasn't <laughs> enough. Um, so he, he, he went and did that. And um, then he went on to take two more wickets. So he had seven for one run. So is there actually... I'd a like na- to think that the one run was a, was, a, was a wide or a no ball or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, and that at no stage did any player hit any ball that he bowled. <laughs> did, uh, is there actually a name for... Is it called a triple hat-trick well, when you get five wickets? Well, it is because a hat-trick's three in a row, then yeah, a double hat-trick's double hat-trick. four in a row, and then five in a row is a triple hat-trick. Right. And then he got, uh, just for good measure, yeah, just a couple more. Chuck on, yeah, chuck on. He, he said... Um, I couldn't really sleep last night. <laughs> I was a bit excited. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so yeah. um, and his, bro- his brother goes all right too, apparently. Is that right? Yeah. So if you uh, there, there was, uh, if memory serves, I think I read something about uh, his brother. His brother doing pretty well as well. So uh, we might have to uh, watch out for these lads. We might need to check their citizenship yes. and uh, make sure that he is Krish Kumar Smith. Yes, make sure he's naturalised. <laughs> and there's another great cricket story. Um, for a bloke who's... There's a great story coming out of Beechworth. Um, it's a 22-year-old bloke. Normally plays A-grade, but was filling in for A-reserve. Right. Never normally bowls. Right. Um, he's a batsman. Yep. Um, but he's throwing the ball to see if he could break an opening partnership. Yep. He said, I've literally bowled about 20 overs in five years, and as a batsman, I would love to face me. <laughs> he said. I just That's keep bowling line. full and straight, medium pace. For, oh. And for some reason... He said they kept missing them. Oh wow! So he took seven for seven for seven for twenty. Seven for twenty. Um, no he good. took he... six wickets in six balls from the last four balls of his fourth over and the first two of his fifth over. Five bowled one leg before. I just bowled them straight and slow, and they kept missing them. He said. <laughs> can I just can I highlight how stiff is he? That a twelve-year-old takes seven for one when he takes seven wickets and he's the not kid a bowler. Gets a big article. He gets a tiny yeah. one. Uh, that's he's a, picked the wrong weekend to take seven for. Yeah, it's a bit like you know, it's a bit like being a gun batsman or a bowler, uh, or, or or even a racehorse. You know, when you when. When Winks is around, you know, because you've just got no hope of winning something. There was a great game of cricket I watched a bit of yesterday, in fact. Yep. That, uh, it, was a, it was a New South Wales versus Queensland. And um, cricket can be a remarkable game because New South Wales were sailing along yep. at one for 120, chasing about 220. Yep. Then they proceeded just to get out all the time. Right. And it got down to um, the, the scores were tied and they were nine down. Wow. And they threw the ball to Marnus Labuschagne, who's a part-time leggy. Labuschagne. And he's gone straight through this bloke's defence and missed the stumps by millimetres. Oh, no. And then the next ball, the guy just hooked it and won the game. But oh. it was quite uh, wow. for, for, a, for a Sheffield Shield game and a long-form game, a four-day game. It was a very, very exciting finish. But that, I tell you, that's cricket, what I... Cricket often throws up those sorts I of love that about. I love that about the game, though, is that... 
you, you can be, as you say, steaming along beautifully, yeah. saying it like a pumpkin, yeah. and all of a sudden you have a batting collapse. A batting collapse. And if, if you're on the other side of the batting collapse, you're the bowling team. Yeah. It's a it's a great feeling. Well, if you're the next one coming out of the sheds, oh, it's yeah. a I mean, you, you, you could be one for nine hundred, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're two for nine hundred, yeah. then three for nine hundred. You don't want to come in number four no. <laughs> because you're going to be four for nine hundred. Oh it, well, it's it does. also it's also the rush because normally what happens is if you have one padded up, it messes with your head, and one sort of ready ready to be padded up. Yep. But if you keep losing wickets, it's, oh, where's no, my no, pad? No, where's my pad? Where's my gloves? <laughs> or, or or as um, walks out with the avocado instead of the box. Or as a, as I might have shared with you, uh, the, the wonderful uh, Serene Botham, who we interviewed yes. earlier in the year, um, has a uh, wonderful story. Story about himself um, in that he'd gone out with a couple of lads and uh, got to the next day and um, was padded up and was due to come about number three and said to the lads, now just pat for a few hours if you can. <laughs> can I, I think just... I need a bit of a snooze. Uh, anyway, batting collapse, lost two wickets quickly. Yeah. Beefy gets up, walks out to the middle, forgot to take his bat. Yeah. <laughs> So the, so the 12th man's run on the ground with about 15 bats because Beefy has seriously got to the middle and forgotten, his bat. forgotten to take his bat. Yeah. True story. True story. Now, uh, now just on cricket, can I t- I'll tell you, I, after a cracking good weekend, I had, um, I had my old mate who um, has been uh, held up in Hozzie for six, seven months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's now out. Which is terrific news, and uh, he's all sort of set up and, uh, and going along. And uh, but he, he, they came over yesterday, which was just absolutely fantastic. Well, the most beautiful day outside. Good day, wasn't you it? know, just a belter, right? So it didn't matter what the time was. Barbie went on. We had the music going. There was a couple of bets on. You know, just a couple of sure things that down at Sandown that just weren't so sure in the end <laughs> about themselves. Um, and yeah, mate, we just we, we smashed it out till about you know quarter past seven or something, and then they they toddled off. But it was just one of those magic days. Yeah, we took some photos, and we we're just up and about. And, yeah. uh, and then um, so today's meant to be sort of a, a was meant to be a cracking sort no, of hot it's got, day. It's, it's gonna it's got it's about turned. a thirty forty k northerly uh, getting up and about. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty muggy. Out there were some trees that were uh, bowing and swaying yeah. at um, at levels I didn't think were appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was a little bit concerned about their uh, the the strength or the the it's their their tensile um, rating. Tensile <laughs> uh, rating. Uh, so yes, I was just mindful of the truth. But uh, this morning, um, and I think um, clearly in a moment of uh, madness yesterday, uh, the young bloke came home from work, and um, you know my my mate and I we play cricket at school as you did, and so uh, the young lad's right into his cricket, and he's just bought himself a new bat that. Uh, uh, I think my first car cost less than his cricket bat. Yeah, bats, uh, mate, bats aren't cheap anymore. Twelve hundred. Yeah, for yeah. you know something, and it weighs a weighs about a, a kilo <laughs> at best. It's a feather, and it it, it must have a hundred thousand springs inside it. Because uh, clearly, in a moment of madness, weakness, or uh, or, or just um, you, inde- didn't, you didn't roll the arm endearment over, to the to the young lad. Uh, he came. Uh, I'd been out this morning with my girls, and he said, uh, "Now, uh, what time should we go to the nets?" Fantastic. So, uh, so off I toddled. 
Uh, we'd gone down to the Nets uh, just down there in in Ormond uh, Way, and um, I can tell you, Rutsy, tomorrow. <laughs> when was the last time you bowled a ball uh, in anger? Well, Scott? well. Well, I, there's no anger left now, right? So, so, so it's all sort of wrist and finger stuff these days. But uh, no, I found him a few sort of in the in the backyard. You, were, you weren't coming off like uh, oh, Dennis Lilly pushing off I, the fence and te- steaming I'll in. Tell you what, I didn't. I I, I shouldn't have stretched because that hurt even more. Um, so we get down the nets, and yeah, sure enough, I'm thinking I remember what this used to be like. And by goodness me, uh, there are bits of me that got used today that have been used for a long time. And the only saving grace, and he'll probably disagree with me because I'm, like, I'm no good at this either. You know those plastic sticks that you take to the dog park and you yeah. stick the tennis ball in? Yeah. We use those for cricket now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so I started rolling the arm and he's gone, would you like to use the plastic? <laughs> well, anyway, it, it gets up a bit of zip yeah, out does. of those things. Yeah, so um, so we did a bit of that. So, yeah, we're down there for about 45 minutes today, but uh, I'm not looking forward to tomorrow morning. I can just I can tell you right now. You know, the young fellow was even saying to me the other week, hey, well, you know, why don't you come down and, you know, why don't you play a season? You can play in the fifth. You know, play there, There's blokes in their 60s and 70s and 80s. They've been playing cricket forever, though. Oh, exactly. So they're weathered. Yes. You know, they you know, they pulled a hamstring 28 years ago and it's, it's been fine ever since. I'll twang something in the first 10 seconds of training. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like you, because I think you said to me you went and had a kick with one of your boys uh, the other week. <laughs> I was going to, but oh, I thought Pat oh, yeah, oh, you did, okay. So, yes, it was one of those, uh, just one of those things, you know, this, this could really just go anywhere today <laughs> in terms of how it ended up. But, uh, no, it was a bit of fun. It was uh, it was sort of good to get out and and uh, chuck a few down. So, so that's good. That's yeah. Good. Now, good. I, um, I'm just going to stay on sport for a minute because this right. is a subject that's dear to your heart. This is F1. Ooh, yeah. And uh, I note that there was the Istanbul Grand Prix. Yes. Um, and Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton, Louis. slammed the track. Oh. He called it an ice rink. Ah, I did see the headline, but I didn't read the article. He said, uh, the recent resurfacing of the Turkish Grand Prix circuit is a waste of money that had turned a once thrilling lap into a terrifying experience. Right. And if it's terrifying for Lewis... If Lewis Hamilton is telling you it's it's terrifying, I'm believing it. Someone will die. (laughs) It's hosting F1 for the first time since 2011. Ow. And it's got a new asphalt. And what the cold conditions had done was turn it into an ice rink. Right. The track is a fantastic circuit. I don't understand why when they spend millions to redo a surface, he said. Uh, they probably could have just cleaned it maybe instead of waste all the money. The tyres aren't working and you see it. It's like an ice rink out there. Wow. You don't get the quite the enjoyment of the lap as you would normally get and I don't see that changing. It's terrifying the whole way around. It's almost like there's wet patches all over. Ouch. So, um, yes. So, uh, not, and obviously the race promoter. Yeah. <laughs> he's defended the work. Yeah. Officials told us, advisors, not to allow any car to go too fast on the track until now. Therefore, the asphalt has its own extra slipperiness. They intentionally <laughs> yeah. asked me to do this so drivers can determine their own racing lines, he said. Do you think it's not scary enough when you go around any of those racetracks, let alone one where you've got make no Make your own grip. racing lines. Um, and, of course, the problem there is that 
they would almost be somewhat reluctant to even clean them down because it's the years of the rubber being laid in amongst the asphalt that actually gives them the grip as much as the aerodynamics of the vehicle. Red Bull's Max Verstappen... The Stapp. The Stapp. The Stapp. ...was fastest. He joked that the tyres would need spikes if it rained. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Alpha Tori's Pierre Gasly said the lap felt more like rallycross but was quite fun. Oh. While Hamilton's teammate Bottas... Yep. Uh, was uh, reminded of winter rallying in, in Lapland. Yeah, half these guys <laughs> duck off and do this, Red you know. Bull's Alex Albon spoke of drifting. Oh, <laughs> there's one car you don't want to be drifting in. It's an F1. <laughs> Haas driver Romain Grosjean suggested another way of laying down some rubber to provide grip. I suggest to the team that everyone involved in F1 should get their rental car and go on track between the two sessions, he said. <laughs> Lay down some rubber. <laughs> Lay down some rubber. Uh, good. He's a good driver, that Roman Grosjean. Yeah. Well, you, um... well I told you, I've, I've put you on to that Drive to Survive show. On You, you want to watch that? Yeah, no, I have. I've yeah, seen you it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, it's a, absolutely, a it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hey, um, we're going to take a quick break. We do. Um, after the break, okay. um, we're playing songs today inspired by Hollywood. For no apparent reason other than I want to play one particular song, and this is my excuse to do it. Good. So I'll, show, I'll play you that song straight after the break. Lovely. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Can you imagine having to learn to walk or talk again at your age? Recovering after a stroke is a long journey. It's often very confusing and quite lonely. But there's lots of people who've been there before and are wanting to help. EnableMe is Australia's online stroke community. It's full of resources and videos, tools to guide recovery or share personal stories. You can even ask a question of a stroke health professional. It's for stroke survivors, their family and friends. And it's free from the Stroke Foundation. Visit enableme.org.au. Southern FM is celebrating 30 years on air. Here's another highlight. My name is Usha Sharma. I do the Indian programs, uh, usually the Indian Voice of Fiji. Also, I have some people who take programs on a Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Radio Musti. Radio Musti, yes. Uh, yes, it uh, happens um, with Bollywood music and news and information and community stuff that, you know, is very important to let the public know. How and long have you been involved in Southern FM? Ah, it's been a long time. It's been nearly 22 years, I think. Listen to all our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30. This is 88.3 Southern FM.
bit of Bob Seger, Scotty, and the Silver Bullet Band. It's uh, oh, I as, love that song. As, uh, you know, I can't hey? I can't get away from the old saying of it. Uh, it's just no, don't stands, write them like they used to. Stands the test of time. It does. I, hey? I've been listening a lot to Bob Seger lately. I don't know what what really? prompted that, but. I needed to play a Bob Seger song today, and I chose that one. Uh, but I could have chosen Night Moves, which is another beauty. Yeah, that's a goodie. And he had the Still the Same. He had We've Got Tonight, the Ballads. He yep. had that old-time rock and roll. Oh, yeah, that's he goodie. He had a few of them, mate. He had a, he had a really good role there for yeah. a while. I'll tell you what's in and the... And I watched uh, him live. He's still with us, Bob. Yep. And um, I saw him play, click play playing live probably four or five years ago. Right. Still got it. Good band. Really? Still rocking it out. Yeah. So I don't know at 75 whether he's still going to make it out to these shores. But <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> yeah. he does one year because it'd be good to see. Uh, 75? Against the Wind. Really? Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah I'll tell you what's in the wheelhouse for me. When you, when you talk about these, these songs like that, the, yeah. the, the one for me that I have played for 40 years... It probably wasn't ever made 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, but I've played it for a long time, and I could play it to the day that I turn my toes up, yeah. is uh, Baker Street. Oh, yeah, Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street with for the, me. It doesn't matter. I, I could, and, and I don't want to kill it, but yeah. I'll go and find it two, three, four times a year, you know, Spotify, you know, whatever, yeah. Yeah. and just play it because for, I could just listen to it all day. Very good. It's just a belter for me. It's so a good song. Just the, it's a good tune. It's just it's it's mellow and it, but it's just I, I love it from uh, from go to woe. It's a beauty. So well, what we're going to do today because I wanted to play that song, so then I had to go and find some other songs about Hollywood. So the the from here on in it becomes a bit of a mishmash. I was going to say I don't reckon that would have been easy because I no because I like you did to me last week. Um, you know I was trying to rack my brains as to you know the other songs other than the obvious one that that might have been the, yeah. the instigator for your uh, for your theme. I'm going well. Where's he going to go from here in yeah. terms of um, some more Hollywood? Well, would it be someone famous in Hollywood who we didn't expect could sing but really can? No, it'll, or, it'll be... Uh, it'll, there's one you'll remember. Right. And a couple that you won't have any idea about. Right. Is it, uh, do they all have the word Hollywood in them? Yes, that's the plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. At this point, that's the plan. <laughs> we shall critique we your shall... selection, maestro. Look, I might have peaked too early as well. <laughs> I'll oh, oh, put you, that out there. You've led with the gold medal. Right. I may have. <laughs> you should have saved that as you're, uh, as you're, yeah, you're coming you, home with well, a wet sail. You've got to start like you mean to continue. Oh, that's exactly right. Put a bit right. of pressure no, on you yourself. got to do that. So can we go from Hollywood to Yorkshire? Yes. What's um, happening in Yorkshire? Well, I'll tell you what's happening in Yorkshire. If I shared the name Peter Sutcliffe with you, do you have any idea who Peter Sutcliffe is? Yes. Um, Just have a wild guess at who Mr. Peter Sutcliffe is. He was a criminal. Uh, he's not a terribly nice chap. Mm. No. He, uh, what was his nickname? The Yorkshire Ripper. The Yorkshire Ripper. That's there the you boy. go. There you go. Uh, now, if, for some ridiculous reason, I had in my mind, uh, which just, you know, it is, it, that just says it all, um, I had in my mind that the Yorkshire Ripper was like in the 1800s. Was, was there one back then? 
No, that, was that, there a that's, York... that's Jack the Ripper. Oh, Jack the Ripper, that's that right. That was back so in Sherlock Holmes time. Jack the Ripper, that's the one I'm thinking of. So I've just got the wrong Ripper. You've got the wrong Ripper. <laughs> now We're got... not talking Ripper 45, Ripper 75, now, because I had that album. I was going to say, so did I. It's exactly what I thought. I thought, if we don't have a theme and I'm going to run with Ripper, I'm telling you to bring in Ripper, the 75. Ripper 75. Did it have uh, it had a, a young lady a, with young the lady fishnet with a, stockings? Yes, no, what? a voluptuous buttock cheek. Ah, um, oh, that's the one with hang, little shorts. With little shorts. That's the one. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's hanging on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, mate, I, I had the album too. It was a ripper. Uh, pardon the pun. Um, the, the Yorkshire Ripper, he is no longer with us. Did you realise that the Yorkshire Ripper, he has died in hospital aged 74? I'm going to save uh, how he died uh, to the very end for you. Um, uh, but it's believed that he spent his last moments alone. Visitors barred from his bedside under um, uh, protocols of uh, coronavirus, obviously. Um, oh. you know, so people can't go and visit. So how long hospitals. had he been in jail? Okay. So Sutcliffe had spent almost 40 years in Broadmoor Prison for murdering 13 women and attempting to kill seven others from 1975 to 1980. Uh, his reign of terror in the north of England led to one of the biggest police manhunts of the 20th century. A source said of his final moments, no tears were shed. Mm. His death was as pitiful as his vile life he had lived. Mm. Uh, no so, remorse for so him then. There, there were no flowers, I don't reckon. And uh, I'm not even sure he got his favourite meal. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and this is how he died. Just have a, have a stab. Have a stab and tell me how you reckon he might have died. I reckon he might have gone out with a whimper. So, he's 74. Might have just died in his sleep. No. No. Coronavirus. Ah, oh, the, the corona vi- got him. Now, but not, the, the, the twist in the tale here mm-hmm. is that uh, he tested positive for coronavirus. He was taken to University Hospital um, in North Durham but stunned doctors by saying he would not allow them to treat him medically. Hmm. The Jehovah's Witness, which apparently he oh, converted, up, uh, insisted he did not want to prolong his life artificially. Good. So, uh, good bloody riddance to you, you dirtbag. And uh, uh, I hope we never see anything like that ever again. And sadly, there's still some rat bags running around doing the wrong thing, which is really annoying. Um, so, um, Ripper 75. So, yeah. So, well, he, well, he really was Ripper 75. Yes. <laughs> I, um, it was 16 tracks on Ripper oh, 75. Oh, run me through them, can you? Uh, I will. Side A. Because it was a vinyl. It's basically rollers on there. No, 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 no. I'll start with side one, track one. Yep. Uh, Skyhook's horror movie. Brilliant. Sherbet Freedom. Freedom, yeah. Olivia Newton-John, If You Love Me, Let Me Know. Don and Marie Osmond, Morning Side of the Mountain. Wow. The Pointer Sisters, Fairy Tale. Gary Shearston, I Get a Kick Out of You. (laughs) Ray Burgess, Touch Me. Oh, yes. Backman, Turner, Overdrive, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Then you flip the disc over to side B. Yes. And you go with Gloria Gaynor, Never Can Say Goodbye. Daryl Braithwaite, You're My World. (laughs) Gladys Knight and the Pips, I Feel a Song in My Heart. Richard Clapton, Girls on the Avenue. Yeah. The sensational Alex Harvey Band with a song called Anthem. John English, Turn the Page. 
Johnny O'Keefe on the road, and it belts home with status quo down, down, deeper down. Oh, really? No Akadaka. No Akadaka back then. Just oh. on, uh, that's, that might have been on Ripper 76 that's or Ripper 77. Or Ripper 77, maybe. Yes. Um, so, um, more it, on John English a, in a little bit. That was, ah, a little bit. Uh, now, um, that's an interesting montage of the music on. Because that's, you're going from. No a, one's really given that any thought. They've just slapped so that we've gone, together. We've gone the, the Clapton, which is a great song, um, yeah. to Olivia's almost teary number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit all over the place, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually like all over. Mad Woman's I'm Breakfast. Thinking, did we actually say that was a really good album? Because I'm actually not sure <laughs> no, it was. No, I just think we said we had it. We had it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we need to do? And whether we get chance, uh, be, because uh, we should probably share with the listeners, we're only going to be on here for another couple of weeks. We, we are going to take we're a gonna, We're going to have a little holiday, hmm. uh, the two of us. We might even go and do some lunch things that we've promised each other that we would do. and Get out, um, out for the weekend in Find Victoria. some things to come back and talk about in the new year. Yes. But um, if we get chance between... Over the next two weeks, I reckon we get Ripper 77, and I reckon we play 30-second snippets of every track. Yes, and, okay, and then just and then and then vote quickly, right? So let me just quickly use so, the Google machine. See if you can find me, and, and let's and let's have a we can have, have a quick chat about it now, even in terms well, of let's I, let's run I, over I, Ripper seventy seven. I do like that because there's twenty songs on Ripper seventy seven, so more value. Ah, more than you like, and that. you're getting. Bit of Brian Ferry, bit of BGS, Ten CC, Marsha Hines, bit of John English again, bit of Roger yep. Daltrey, yes, Yvonne Elliman, Taste, the Atlanta Rhythm Section, and Julie Covington, oh. Status Quo, Marty Roan. You're getting Hush. <laughs> oh. You're getting the Steve Miller band, Graham Parker, on the room. Hush is in the band, or Hush is in yeah, the hush, song. Hush is in the band. Peter Gabriel, Supernaut. Who who sang the song Hush? Oh, I don't know. Remember that song? Hush, hush. Oh, that was Russell so Morris and the Rubes. Yeah, Russell Morris. Right. So um, it might not be. We might have to look at 76, but we'll pick okay. one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick, pick one, one of them, them, and I reckon, or even if we don't do every we track. We might do why, a montage. Why don't we just uh, pick out the best ones and yes. just give them a little 10-second, 15-second right. belt of That's each one we'll at some do. stage? And that can be our uh, our, our uh, swan song out of here this side hey, so of uh, speaking about music, 2020. You, I don't know if you came across this, but I noticed this in the paper. Kylie ah. has got a new album out called Disco. Yes, I saw it's that. It's gone to number one in the UK. Now, so she's had a number one yep. album in the UK for five consecutive decades. I'd read, I read that. I didn't now, think she was old enough because she's only she's fifty. Fifty. So yeah. that means that she's had one. her first one when she was ten. So uh, I, must, I must have read that wrong. Uh, so if she had one in her twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Yeah, she's not 60 yet. Yeah, well, it's maybe four, so, four consecutive yeah. decades. Well, who's the spin doctor there? Yes, right. Oh, surely five she, decades. Surely she had one when she was on Young Talent Time. So it? hang on. So let's go back. So uh, so what are we talking? So so we're now going to go back. Can't go back 50 years. No. Well, it's for... It's 40 yeah, years, 40. five, so she was, four, five she was decades. She and she had that locomotion But song. it's five decades, 40 years. Well, no, it's 40 is it? Five decades is 50. Four decades yeah, the, is four. It's tens. Yeah. How's your well, maths? Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just trying to work out. So if she had something in the 80s, 90s, the O's, yeah. the 10s, and the 20s. And if she's now 50, uh, that means that, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, she would have been 10. Yeah. 
<laughs> did she knock something out when she was... Did, did, she's 52. Yeah, so... so no, and I did read it right, because she said, um, first female artist to have number one albums in Britain across five decades. So what did she have... So if she, yeah, so she had one in the 80s. That means it could be 19... That could be 1989. Well, she had one in 87. So what year is she born? Well, she's 52 years 52. old. 52. So, she's so go back 32 years, so 1978. Is that right? 68 she was born. 68. Yeah. Yeah, so then she's had one... She 78, 12... She had one in 88, so, 87, 88 with the locomotion, and she's just had one right. this year in 2020. Well, that's right. So it is, it is so five it is. decades. It is. Yeah, 80s, it. 90s, the O's, the 10s, and the 20s. I thought I read that right. Yeah, no, you were spot on. I couldn't, we couldn't do the maths. No. And uh, it's normally our forte on the show. Normally. We're, we're, normally, we're normally quite good, but uh, clearly... Anyway, good, good on her. Yeah, good on her. That's fantastic. Yep. Well done. So uh, apologies to the spin doctor. Apologise. <laughs> Apologise <laughs> to Kylie for getting the story wrong. Oh, there we go. Now, we're going well, but we're not going as well <laughs> as our good friend uh, of the program, Donald Trump, President Trump. Uh, and he's not been cited since... The Trumpster! The Trumpster is now not only in the dumpster, but he's in the bunker. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, but before I tell you why... Yep. He, um, he's tried to spin it that he's responsible for Pfizer's COVID uh, um, breakthrough, oh, uh, the, uh, the vaccine. Seriously? Yes, yes, yes. Um, he, uh, he said millions of doses will soon be going out the door. They're already waiting for final approval. Um, he said, um, whatever happens in the future, who knows which administration it will be, but um, he said it would have taken five years for an effective vaccine to be developed under another administration. Uh, <laughs> of course it would have. And, oh, um, God. of course, Pfizer said, well, we didn't have any government money. <laughs> We've done it all ourselves. But he's trying to take credit for it. Quite funny. Of course he does. Yeah. Takes He's a he takes credit for everything yeah. ex- except for the except for the, the fact the virus existed, and he's he's go, he's just given that to China. So um, this is a little piece that I uh, thought is terrific because I did talk about him last week, and he's cheating at golf. Yes. So um, does he play a bit? He plays a bit. So right. in his uh, thirteen hundred ninety days as president, so he's been in. In president, four years, so 1,390 days. He's played golf 285 times. 20% of his days in the office, he's been on the golf course. Wow. At an estimated cost to the taxpayer of US $142 million, given that he has to fly his ex- extensive security detail around the yep. country to play at the golf course. Yep. In comparison, Barack Obama only played uh, 11% of his days in the office. Uh, golf. Still quite a bit. Still quite a bit, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, so, um, has Trump, Trump's handicap improved in all this time as president? It seems a moot point. He claims to have a handicap index of 2.8, which I, which I referred to you on last week's show. He's got, he claims to have a handicap of 2.8. Well, I think that's very high, given the sort of game that he plays. Yes, given, given Jack Nicholas uh, has, a, has a handicap of 5. <laughs> Yeah, well, but but Trumpy just goes and drops the ball in the hole. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think the handicap's very high for someone who can get a an eagle or a birdie whenever he wants to. The guy who wrote the book <laughs> that I referred to last week called Commander and Cheat, which is great. Um, he said, he explained how he keeps his handicap so low. He said he's only recorded 20 scores in eight years, even though he plays more golf than any other president. Oh. 
at my club, guys would will put in your score for you if you're avoiding it. Trump doesn't put in scores. That's very unethical. <laughs> Just add it to the list. Add it to the list. <laughs> So then um, you go back in time, though. Yeah. So you reckon 20% of his time in the office is on the golf course. That seems high to me. That seems really high. Can, would I tell you that uh, Woodrow Wilson, um, he had a two-year term presidency between 1913 and 1921. Yes. He, uh, he played 1,200 times in that two years. Wow. Woodrow Wilson is said to have played daily. Finding the sport yeah. essential during that stressful time. He even ordered his Secret Service attache to paint his golf balls black so that he could play in the snow. Stop it. Despite this, Wilson rarely broke 100. But his poor health, because he suffered two strokes, may have played a part. So he played, um, that, that's a lot, he played daily. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> so, sorry, did he, he, he served two terms? Two years. Two years? Yes. How do you play 1,200 times in two years when there's only 365 days in a year? I have no idea. It's a lot of golf. He must have played a couple of times a day. I don't know. He's, he's playing four times a day. Oh, oh sorry. It's a two-term <laughs> Two terms. Sorry. Yeah, 1913, 1921. Eight, eight years. Six years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight years. Sorry, mate. <laughs> That's our maths going <laughs> Can we not quote any more numbers no. for the rest of the show today? I've got to do a couple more numbers. <laughs> Second, I've got the abacus ready now. Second spot belongs to Dwight Eisenhower. Oh, the Eisen. Yeah. He played 800 times doing it during his two-term presidency. He offered a handicap of 14. Right. He played at Augusta so often, 20 to- 29 times during his presidency, that there is an Eisenhower cabin and an Ike's pond on the course. So there should be. Yes. Uh, George W. Bush, it wouldn't surprise you, comes in third place. Right. Um. He uh, he decided to stop playing golf at the start of the Iraq War in 2003, saying that playing golf during a war just sends the wrong signals. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> and he averaged a mere three rounds for every year of his eight-year ten- tenure. Well, good on him. So, that's about so right. There you go. That's, yep. that's about right. That's about right. Should Trump have won the recent election, it's estimated he would have played between 650 and 745 rounds over eight years. <laughs> <laughs> What it, it, is the Oval Office now? The nineteenth hole. <laughs> it must be. I'd, Crikey! I'd, if I was retired, I don't, wouldn't play that much golf. I tell you what, he's president, most busiest man in the world, arguably, and he's just on the golf course all the time. Yeah, fantastic. And, and what was the one hundred and forty-two million dollars to the taxpayer for him to go and play golf? Jeez. Sounds like a good gig, this president on his own on his own course. Hey, we we're <laughs> overdue for uh, oh, we gosh, are. Sorry, I, I, all that maths got me a bit confused. I've not been pressing the button correctly. <laughs> now we can't even read a clock. Uh, now we can't even read a clock. <laughs> so I better play this right. right really quickly. Good. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. Hey, glad you made it in time for a snag. The rest of the family's here, and we've been talking about organ and tissue donation. The thing is, there's always someone who will need a transplant. And I figure one day, it might be me, or you, or someone in our family. That's why we all need to do more. 
And a great place to start is by taking a minute to register to be a donor at donatelife.gov.au and then talk to your friends and family and encourage them to do the same. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. You made me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays 11am here on 88.37 FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green Southern FM's 30th anniversary is this month. Can you believe it? Celebrate our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30.
it from the first time on a plane She took a cab to Hollywood Dreaming of the lights that would spell her name So I watched her take a lease on the empty room across the hall To wake up in the morning Just waiting for that Seven bucks a night It was the segue to John English, mate. Yes. Straight off, we've just been discussing Ripper 75 and 77. Yes. He was represented on those albums, but not with that track. That was Hollywood 7, (laughs) which I reckon is his best song. Yeah, it's a beauty. Uh, he's got a great voice. Is it? Uh, was he called Old Black Eyes? Yeah, we had that. that we had, had the had, really dark had eye. Had the dark eye, a bit puffy. Looks yeah. like looks like he used to hit it pretty hard. Yeah, but it looked as though he'd gone nine rounds with Mike Tyson every day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> they John were pre- English. They were pretty. Oh, he's very good though. He was good. He was on a TV. He show was on TV shows. Yes, he's. Uh, was he on with Rebecca Gibney? Oh, I don't know. Does that ring a bell? A um, show with Rebecca Gibney? I, I reckon. Know if it was that old. But but it was no? sort of, he was a knockabout guy. He was on, it was a, a family um, sort of a yes, scenario, wasn't yes, it? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he, um, uh, he, name escapes me. Oh, anyway. He, oh, he was, Just while you look. Yeah. <laughs> well, just he was in me. Jesus Christ Superstar. Super, yeah, no, he was. that. No, he was definitely on a, uh, a TV sitcom, though, I reckon. I and he played he a goofy uncle or something or a... He was in Against the Wind. Remember that? Oh, yeah, no, I remember that. that, that but show. there was definitely, definitely another sitcom-y uh, piece that he was in. And I'm, I just about put my little pinky on the fact it was with Rebecca Gibney. Yeah. All together now. All together now. That's it. Is Rebecca Bobby Gibney. Bobby Rivers. Was, um, was Rebecca Gibney in that? Oh, I don't know. No? I can't see? I can't see with her. All right. That's was. okay. Um, where would anyway, you, where would you like me to go from here? Well, I on the subject of departures. All right, um, I've got a little story. Got one? You know how I like my uh, worldwide dictator despots. Yes, this is from Ghana. This is actually out of Africa. This should oh. be our mate out, out yeah. of Africa, uh, Phileas. Phileas. <laughs> Phileas from Sydney. Uh, so Ghana. This is Jerry Rawlings. Um, died age seventy three. He was the hulking figure who towered over West African nation Ghana for two decades, first as a military leader and then elected president. Right. So, he um, he's not bad, this bike. Let me just give you a few facts and figures on, on the great man. Yes. Um, was he actually a good fellow, was he? Well, you be the <laughs> I was going to say. So, he was an Air Force flight lieutenant. Yep. Then he twice overthrew governments through coups in 1979 and 1981. Yep. And he stamped his repu- his authority on the nation of 30 million with an uncompromising reputation. Thug. 
<laughs> Scottish father, Ghanaian mother. He became a national icon as he headed Ghana for 20 years until 2001. A Scottish father? Hmm? Wow. Being voted in as president of the ballot box in 1992. Um, he was a huge man, big bear of a man, apparently. Right. Um, so he, his, his initial coup um, failed and he was put on trial and sentenced to death. But before he could be executed, his co-plotters helped oust the then military lead- leader, Frederick Akufo, yep. and then they killed him. <laughs> right. So he executed him and a couple of his henchmen, and then he handed power over to this other president called Hiller Liman, but uh, he didn't like him because he, was, he thought he was a bit weak, so he kicked him out, um, and he launched a new Democratic Party and ran the thing and put all those people in jail. Right. So it's very, you know, it's the, the story of African politics writ large. If you don't like it, you do a coup, you kill all the people that were in power or put them in jail. Make up the rules. Make up the rules as you go. Yep. So he was in and out, basically running the country for 20 years under various guises. Right. Um, so he, um, and then, um, yeah, so he's um, he's a bit of a legend in Ghana, this bike, and he's, been, he's passed away. Right. And uh, he was one of the, one of the big... Uh, African leaders, you know, along with Nelson Mandela and uh, Idi Amin. They're, they're, ca- they're, they're colourful characters, aren't they? they certainly uh, are. To survive in that part of the world, yeah. um, there, there's, uh, there's just different sort of rules to lots of other parts of the world. They play their politics a little differently. With guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting article. Real I, ones. I did see, too, about, you know how they, um, our friend, the Donald... He's claiming the rigged vote or illegal voting. Still. Yeah, still. Yep. Um, so he's claiming ballot rigging. But um, you think it could never happen in Australia? Uh, red shirts? Let me, let me just give you <laughs> a little thing here. So at the 2016 federal election, there were more than 18,000 cases of apparent multiple voting. Right. Two individuals apparently voted 11 times, and there were 59 individuals around the country who were marked off three times or more. Right. So there are people that... So they just go trotting around to school after school, looking in search of the next hamburger or sausage, and uh, while we're here, we might as well vote again. I'm not sure they're politically motivated. I think they just like sausages. (laughs) I think they do. Yeah, well, Bunnings was closed. So... (laughs) So, in 2013, the Electoral Commission referred 8,000 cases of suspected voting fraud to the Australian Federal Police, but only 65 were investigated. Right. Um, So, people get around and do a bit of this. Yeah. It's not rampant, but it does beg beg the... um, You know, I've been saying for some years, we should be doing this online. Electronically, 100%. Then we don't have to go to the... You've got your own unique passcode or whatever yeah. whatever that number is, you know. It's the same as your Medicare your, card. Your or TFN or yeah. your whatever, and yeah. then away you go. I agree. Yep. Because it's too easy to... to bang. Well, you actually don't need... To get on an electoral roll, you actually don't need a driver's licence or a passport. Don't you? No, you just need a bill. Really? Yeah. Okay. A bit of photo ID or something. Yeah, right. So, um... Okay. So anyway, um, that can happen. I thought that was interesting. Mm. I didn't didn't think, but I think it's time to smarten up the uh, the way we oh, vote here. I think just do it electronically. I think there's lots of things that we need to smarten up that we need to uh, get on top of just to uh, make the world a better place. Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. I'm a uh, bit worried though, Scotty. In breaking news. Ooh, breaking news. Um, I get nervous when you've got yeah, breaking news. Santa's toy deliveries could be delayed. Oh, no. Yes. Because what's happening is the toy industry um, 
it's, it's, it's in recession, of course, because a lot of people are unemployed around the world. Yep. And the toy sector has been hit badly at a time when it should be celebrating the arrival of Christmas. Yes. And marketing the latest must-have toy to frazzled parents. Um, but it's changed everything, of course, because there's a recession, so people aren't going to be able to afford as much. No. There's a lack of they blockbuster won't. movies in the cinemas as Hollywood puts its new releases on ice, because normally yep. they release a lot of toys around movies. Yep. You know, there's a whole thing around that, the Disney characters and all of that. Yes. Jazz. Yep. And, of course, um, manufacturing's been closed down in large parts of Asia where they make the things. And, of course, the delivery systems have been impacted because of the border closures. Yes. So, um, basically, it's going to be very difficult to get um, toys and things manufactured out of China and get them here in time for Christmas. So, the strong suggestion is buy local, which I think is a great idea. It's a great idea. Buy local, buy Australian-made stuff. Now, um, a Um, very serious question, though. Um, Has Santa... Uh, has he got the ring of steel uh, in the North Pole? Is he allowed to go further than 25 kilometres from the North Pole? He's only allowed to leave his house for four reasons. Uh, One of them is Christmas. What he's got to do, is one of the reasons would be Christmas. The other yep. would be elf training. Yes. They have to be yep. trained. Yep. And probably food shopping. Uh, what about reindeer racing? And reindeer racing. That would be the other one, I'd say. <laughs> He and Mrs. Claus do like a bit of reindeer now, racing. Now, I heard there was potentially some union trouble as well uh, amongst the elves. Really? Yeah. Uh, complaining about the fact they've got to wear a mask. Yeah, and, well, that's right. uh, And then they've... Uh, and because uh, and they're elves and they're short, those masks that are standard, they yeah. just cover their whole face. Yeah, just cover the, well, it covers their whole torso, actually. Yeah. So, so it starts around the waist and the elastic then ends up around the head and then, uh, yeah. So they're uh, the, the faceless uh, elves of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> not sure where that went. I'm not sure where that went. <laughs> I didn't know this, though. You know, the top three toy brands in the world are Lego, Hasbro, oh. and Mattel. They're all based in China. I had, I've never even heard of the second one. I think it must be an overall overarching brand. Um, I think... Uh, I think I did hear that Lego was uh, almost the numero uno of uh, everything toys in the world. Lego's fantastic. Uh, Lego is pretty brilliant. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, So that will lead us to, um, do you think Santa's got, um, do you think the sleigh has a, a number plate? (laughs) Um, mm, It probably uh, does. Christmas one, Christmas one, XMAS one, or um, go with that, or um, Santa one. Yeah, is that too many letters? S A N T O. No, five six. Yeah, they could have six. Although they got got more E L F R U S. Elves are us. Elves. Yeah, and maybe Coke didn't invent me. Um, uh, that might be another one, but um, that's going to lead me to. Um, there seems to be some uproar going on with um, number plates. Um, you know, because even the Swans down in Albert Park, like they've got number plates now. You know that? 
So oh, they, really? Yeah, they got little. They got little. They got little numbers around them. Yeah. <laughs> somebody said to me. Someone said to me a couple of years ago. Have you been down and seen the swans and and all the wildlife down there? He said they've all got number plates now. <laughs> they are. They're tagged with numbers so they can track where they're going. And anyway, it's very funny. Um, but what sort of isn't very funny is when somebody says um, uh, the Victorian authorities are taking over ownership of all future custom number plates to stop prices spiralling beyond $1 million. For a number plate. For a number plate, right? Do you have to get number plates approved? Uh, Oh, yes. Is it a little bit like racehorse names where people try and get get a few through the keeper? I'm I'm just going to read out some letters. Yes. uh, And I'm not going to. I'm going to explain some of them. Yes. And some of them I'm not. Uh, should we um, have had our barrister solicitor? Uh, no, I don't think so. You might want to. You might want to do the warning though, right. uh, <laughs> just in case somebody uh, somebody gets a little bit uh, antsy with us. Strong um, language yeah, warning. Strong language. I tell you what, this will be strong if I get through it. Um, <laughs> this is really quite fascinating. Um, uh, so, if your number plate is worth more than your car. <laughs> you need your head red. Yeah, <laughs> or as custom plate uh, enthusiasts would put it, Y-R-H-D-R-D. Y-A. Your head red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so, yes. So, the Victorian authorities are stepping in to say this is just a joke. Um, this has just gone uh, way beyond the pale of uh, sanity. So, people who get... Uh, custom plates to show the world that they are a wit. <laughs> Usually, normally a uh, dot dot yeah, dot wit. Yeah, yes. a, a funny wit. Mm. Um, I can't see the appeal of letting the world know what kind of car you're driving. Ford for me. So F O R D number four M E. Actually, I'll read them and then you can just tell me what they are. The fact that you're a H O N. H double O N Hoon. So you're a Hoon. <laughs> so you can get arrested. Uh, or even uh, who you're in love with. What happens when the romance dies, but you're stuck with the plates? <laughs> I don't think that's as bad as getting a tattoo. No, no, quite. Because right. you can change the number plate pretty easily. Yes. Anyway, uh, so so a number plate that might say I L U V R A Y. I love Ray. I love Ray. Or S E X Y J O. Sexy joke. Sexy joke. Um, I also say no to cop-baiting cars that read H-I-C-O-P-S. Hi, cops. <laughs> or F-A-S-T-A-S. Fast as. <laughs> or G-I-L-T-Y. Guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but these are all real plates. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and plates offering up uh, new information... Uh, we knew anyway. Uh, the uh, number four M Y E G O. For me go. For my ego. For my ego. E A R N D I T. Earned it. Earned it. Um, and these are also known as vanity plates. Vanity. So plates. we've got vanity plates now. Uh, now we're starting to get a bit dancy. Uh, Vic Rhodes is more circumspect uh, than authorities in other places with plates. It's is had let through. Recently rejecting applications for H U N G the number four U. 
Right. Yes, I'll let that um, go. Uh, have a crack at this one. L-U-N-A-T-I-K. Lunatic. Yes. Um, and then, uh, what about, the, careful, uh, Z-E-R-O-F-K-S. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it has, has accepted I-B-E-A-S-T. 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 A-N-G-R-Y, the number eight. Angry Ant. Angry Eight. Angry Eight. So a big V8, I reckon. Angry Eight. Yes. A big Angry Eight. Um, M-E-N, number four, C-E. Men for C-E. No. Nah. I tell you what, and this is the one that really gets under my goat because these are the real tryhards, right? Mm. That are using the number four in replace of the fact they can't get the letter A because it looks like an A if the left hand side of the four actually came down to the ground. So they use the number four, if you have a write the number four oh, down, yes, yes, yes. it looks sort of like an A, right. but it's not. Right. It's the number four, you idiot. It's men for CE. Which just means nothing. Yeah. It's not menace. Oh, menace. See what I mean? It's supposed to be, right. Yeah. Or yes, what you, about... You threw me there. What about P-double-O? <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Or E-Z-Y. Yes. Um, so the lady that actually wrote this article saying, you won't catch me doing school pickup with easy plates on my car. <laughs> or, or poo, for that matter. Or a sexy joke. <laughs> um, the list of rejected plates is very instructive, isn't it? Who wakes up one morning and decides to pay $2,000 for the privilege of driving around with fat bum <laughs> on their number plate? <laughs> or, uh, this is a good one, R-U-A-C-O-P. R-U-A-C-O-P. Are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> or... B double O B double E. Oh yeah. <laughs> or really careful here. L E G O P N R, which is actually adorned onto a yellow Lamborghini. Oh, I think I know what that yeah. is. Yeah, I'm not touching that. So, uh, anyway, a look at mrplates.com.au shows there are thousands of custom Vic plates on sale right now. The owners of Pout are accepting offers. And those with plates reading Kid, Euro, Glow Up and Ordeal, um, uh, sold plates have priced themselves to sell at $50,000, but haven't sold as yet. What? <laughs> uh, the owners of uh, D-A-R-L-Y-N yeah. are looking for buyers. Uh, would two people who want a combination of their names, e.g., Daryl, Darren, and Lynn, or Lynette. <laughs> uh, the owners of Raw 20 are also still looking for Richmond Tiger fans to splurge $20,000. Yes. And here's the best one. But C-A-T-S-W-I-N 20, sadly, sadly. they're giving that away <laughs> for free. <laughs> So there you go, old mate. There's, have you uh, ever had custom number plates now, or vanity I, plates? I, I, I have to fess up that I have. Yes. Now, I'll tell you what I did, though. Um, and I, So I don't know where I fall. I don't know what category I fall into. Uh, maybe I fall... Did, did I fall into the vanity one, maybe? Um, no, but I had, a, uh, I had a Volkswagen. Yes. I had a Volkswagen Passat. A VW Bug. I don't know if you ever remember. I had a, I had a VW Passat. I had a very nice black VW Passat. I had it mm. lowered, mm. factory proper lowered. Uh, anyway, um, so it's a VW uh, and it was a V6. Mm. Um, so my number plate was the following. You've got to work this out. VW VVI. 
VWV6. VWV6. Yeah. So I thought it was quite clever. Very clever. And when you actually write it down, uh, it, it looked quite funky in the number places. The V's and all yeah. the W's and the V and the V and then the I at the is end. That, is that, did you get that because you couldn't remember your number plate? Um, no, it was just one of those things. It was probably the first sort of really quite nice car that I bought myself, mm. uh, you know, for a long time. And, you know, I got the leather changed, so I had black with cream leather and, you know, as I say, got, the, this got, it, got it lowered a bit. Oh, mate, it was my pride and joy. And then I thought, I need to cap this off. And the lady that actually bought the car off me eventually, she said, you know what, I'd love this car for as much for as number plate as I do for the car itself. There you go, so it's sold so, itself. Now, um, now, I'd be lying if I didn't say, though, uh, that I've been looking at my latest vehicle. <laughs> What's it, what could be available? Oh. And there is something available, but I'm not going to get it. So, right. um, no, I've just decided I'll just l- let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> um, but not at um, once. Yeah, do you, I think it's one of those things you do at once. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I even, I even looked up uh, when Nick Rewalt retired. There was... Um, Rue? Yeah, there was... No, I'll tell you what there was. There was uh, Rui... Uh, uh, no, uh, Rui One. Was available. Nice. Or the other, there was another combo too. I think it was um, uh, Rue Hash 12. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. So, anyway. So I've now I'm, I'm out of the number. I'm out of the I'd, number plate. I'd game. probably be in the market for a Lenny Hayes one. Would you? Yeah. I, I, yeah, you should just get Lenny. Lenny. Because then people think that's the name of your car. Yeah, it's actually the name of my dog. Oh, yeah, dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, over to you. I, oh, I, I return I, serve. I wanted to alert you <laughs> to some, something that's important. Yes. In my world. Yes. That's peanut butter. Oh. Um, You're a bit partial, are you? I do love peanut butter. Right. A bigger cheese has been fighting in the High Court against Kraft Heinz. Oh. What are they having a punch-up about? Well, the packaging of their peanut butter, of course, because what happened is um, they've been fighting for years on this one. Right. Because um, Kraft Heinz, um, I'll talk you back. What, what happened was Vega Cheese uh, um, took over um, the peanut butter right. from Kraft. Right. And they they said, well, we we own that, we own the packaging. And Kraft said, no, no, we own the packaging because we package the same products all around the world. Right. So they've been um, going back and forward for some time. Right. Um, Bega required most of Kraft's Australian food operations, including Vegemite and peanut butter, etc., for for four hundred and sixty million in two thousand seventeen. Right. Following the deal. Bega continued to use broadly the same branding. So you understand peanut butter. It's a yellow jar. Yeah, it's yeah, got the yeah. peanut butter on the front of it. Sort of got a bit of IP. A bit, bit of a logo. That, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and they just took the Kraft logo off and put Bega on. Yeah, right. And so um, Kraft Heinz are saying, hang on, no. Yeah. All of that yeah, stuff. I, I'd arc up. So um, anyway, they've been going back and back and forth for three years. And um, Bega's won. Have they? So there you go. So they get to keep the design of the logo but with, with the their name on it. Mm. Um, so do you think that, uh, I mean, that's... It I cost think, them $9.5 million in legal fees. Yeah, well, it's covered by insurance. So. Mm. Um, uh, so do you think, and this is quite fascinating because it then goes back to, you know, we were talking recently about, you know, design of logos mm. and, you know, and 
and the brand recognition, not necessarily by way of wording, um, but by way of, you know, if you took all the wording out and you still showed the general look of the of the brand, people would would know what it was. So well, that, that's what it was all about. Yeah. yeah. It so was, uh, it was about brand. Well, that's IP. A, I think that's a big win. Mm, that's big a, win. That's a big win. So they're obviously known for their cheese, bigger cheese. I'll tell you what should have happened. They should have mm. paid more. They should. The, the other mob should have made them pay more. Well, maybe, so anyway, maybe. the deal's done. Anyway, too late. So they've got the butter. Peanut butter, they've got the vegan cheese, they've got Vegemite. So are you a smooth man or a crunchy oh, man? I like crunchy. Do you? Yes, I like crunchy. Right. And they've just released their first brand of honey. Oh. It's called Bee Honey. Uh, bee Honey? As in oh. capital B. Honey, yeah. Which is kind of... Bigger honey. Bigger honey or bee honey, honey from bees? Now, but if you were to say the word bigger and assimilation yeah. to anybody, what would they say? Bigger? Yeah. So I don't know who they are. Well, they do do cheese. That's what I'm saying. So if I would think they've been known for cheese for so long yeah. that um, that that would be their sort of underpinning um, word association. If you said the word bigger, I would have yeah, thought you were spot on. Yeah, that's why they Vegemite because they've done, see what they've done there? Cheese and Vegemite? Yes. Yeah, yeah. very clever. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, they go together. Did you ever buy They're, they're a food coupling, cheese and Vegemite. Well, but they ended up making that. Yes, and they We're, put them together. They the put them cheesy, together. The cheesy, cheesy mite. Cheesy mite. Yeah. Did you ever Just, buy that one? No, nah, disgusting. No. You've got, you got to keep the ingredients, have their own integrity, and you bring them together to form a taste sensation. Yeah. It, no, I totally agree with that. Um, no, I bought, I, I remember buying a couple of jars at the time, but mm. they didn't no, taste great. Not the same. No. No. Because you, you need to control the, the volume of Vegemite you put on. Some people like a little, some people like a lot. Yeah, some people just like a, a smattering. Yes. yes. And so others I, just, you know, it's like I, three coats of paint. Yes, I go pretty heavy. Yeah, I go pretty heavy yeah, too. Yeah. 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 I tell you, my latest one, mm. my latest one's baked beans. Oh yeah, I've always been in. Do you like baked beans? Love them. I tell you what, I do now. Mm. In fact, when one of, one of my younger, uh, my youngest daughter, she used to get uh, a Worcester sauce in. Oh, you! No wonder, no wonder we knock this show out. Yeah. It's exactly what I do every day. Now. Correct. I get the barbecue flavored baked beans. Yeah. With the Worcestershire, Worcestershire. so yeah. a minute forty in the microwave, yeah. and then the Worcestershire sauce. Do you know what you, you and a glass you, of cold milk? You know, if you want to glam them up, cheese? No, 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 red onion. Red onion? Yeah, really. Get some red onion. Yeah, and chuck it in the pan, simmer it away. Yeah, do your baked beans in your microwave. Yeah, pour the beans in, pour the Worcester in, stir it around, and you get it's oh. beautiful. You get a bit of caramelised onion. Really? In yeah. Now that's fancy. Yeah, well, that's if you want to have a gourmet, you know, black tie baked beans. <laughs> that's black tie breakfast. That's right. No, I just, for some reason, uh, I was in the supermarket, uh, I don't know, a month ago, and I just thought, you know what, I haven't had baked beans And then I put, I put chili on the top of it. Do you? Yeah, sprinkled chili on the Jeez, top of it. Jeez, you know you're alive if you're eating that yeah. for breakfast, mate. I'll get give you up and about. I'll get, I'll get you up and about, all right, and back down again <laughs> on the Royal. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of food, yes. can I segue that? Yes. Um, to, now, you, you, clearly, I, uh, the um, uh, the aficionado of many things in your life, and I'm, I can only assume that you have, would have been to Attica. 
No. Have you not been to Attica? No, and I... Okay. Right That's fine. I have often thought about it, but this, every time I've tried, I couldn't get in. Okay. And then I've had mixed reviews. So this might uh, this might sway you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just reading the article. So um, the, the, the whole uh, nexus of this is that um, it, it just says, Attica takes to the hills with several outposts. Um, who would want to open up a restaurant during a pandemic? Uh, Victoria has its groove back, and Attica chef Ben Shuri is celebrated by opening a new casual outdoor venue in the Yarra Valley. Now, this this might be of interest to you, because it sounds pretty cool. Uh, Attica Summer Camp is due to launch before Christmas on the former site of Lilydale, <laughs> say that three times, Lilydale Estate Winery in Seville. Uh, with a part-friendly covered space among the vines. For the past three months, Shreary has been searching for a regional uh, venue to offer more relaxed experience um, than his three-hatted Attica, Rip and Lee, um, where the mandatory tasting menu normally costs $310 a head. Plus one. Stand by. (laughs) I looked around 10 different... Anyway, he's found this lovely spot. It looks as though it'll be a ripper. Uh, you might want to make your way up there at some stage. Um, anyway, so he's about to reopen the doors now that we've got some restrictions uh, that have been lifted. Uh, so it says, uh, meanwhile this weekend, he'll open the door to the original Attica uh, for the first time since March for a series of private 10-person dinner parties. So that's a great idea. That's a ripper. We could go there for the two smoking guns Christmas party. uh, Tell me what the price is. Yeah, so, no, that's okay. So, uh, so 10 of us can go. Yes. Um, It's only $5,000 a table. Right. (laughs) 500 shekels a head. Plus? Plus one. (laughs) 5,000 plus drinks. The only people will be going to that are the winners of the Cox Plate or the Melbourne Cup. I would, uh, I, would, I would suggest. I mean, That's don't get me shackles, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, and then and that buys that buys a lot of. That's uh, a lot of yumcha. That buys a lot of yumcha. <laughs> That's the men's five thousand meters. Oh, oh, it's the men's five million trolleys. Yeah, mm. correct. Um, look, I'm sure it's very nice. In fact, I did eat there a long time ago, probably ten years ago or more. Um, when it might have only, I think, had one hat. I think I went with our, our esteemed friend and friend of the program, Mr. Ross Stevenson. Mm. Um, and we happened to go there one night. I, and I think sort of long before it was as fancy, as, fancy. as what... I mean, I remember it certainly wasn't cheap back then, but, mate, she wasn't 500 shekels <sighs> plus the uh, plus your vino or a, you know I mean can you imagine what a bottle of sparkling water would cost there yeah. It'd be twenty eight dollars <laughs> you know anyway that's uh, anyway. but I, I I'm interested to um, see what I just hope the price isn't sort of the same um, sort of sting in the tail as um, up at Seville as it is in Rip and Lee but I'm sure it's worth it so I'm not uh, yeah. boohooing it but. Uh, um, she's for the rich and famous, <laughs> I think. Clearly. <laughs> I, um, take a quick break. Good. Back in a sec. Right. We've got power and good lift. Before our superhero can save the world, he has to battle a very powerful foe of his own. Muscular dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy is a life-threatening, muscle-wasting disease that destroys young lives, muscle by muscle. I'm the toughest. I'm the toughest. Please help in the fight for a cure. Contact Muscular Dystrophy Association now at mda.org.au. 
Southern FM is celebrating 30 years on air. Here's another highlight. Hola amigos, I am Mario Rodriguez and together with Amanda Dell, we present the Spanish language program Proyección Sur every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Our program started 30 years ago in 1990, together with Southern FM in our first studios in South Road and Railway Crescent, Muravin. It has been an inspirational journey with the support of our radio station management and colleagues and the cooperation of many people of our community. Our aim is to embrace Australia with the Spanish-speaking communities of the Southern Hemisphere and the world sharing our music, language, activities and culture and helping our listeners to be informed of topics that are relevant to them. Southern FM has been the vehicle to give exposure to the Spanish-speaking artists of Australia, giving the community the opportunity to listen to music, songs and points of view that one cannot hear on commercial radio. Our program has been the passion of all the people who participated during the last 30 years. Southern FM is the sound of the by-side, and thanks to the online technology, people are able to listen to us worldwide. Our podcast allows people to listen to Projection Sur anytime, 24-7, from anywhere in the world, feel good, and provide their input. Participate and support Community Radio. Get involved in Southern FM. Have a great time visiting our website, southernfm.com.au. Happy 30th birthday, Southern FM and Proyección Sur. Felicidades. Listen to all our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30. On FM, online, and on TuneIn, 24-7. This is 88.3 Southern FM. Yeah. 
pleasant track there, oh, Scotty. Oh, it's a lovely little number. Was that by Casey Chambers? Casey Chambers, very distinctive voice of she, Casey Chambers. She has got a distinctive voice. And um, not everyone's cup of tea, but I, I'm quite partial. Yeah, she Casey. um she gets up to the uh, to the music festival, doesn't she, every year? Oh, yeah, she does she's all that. She's a big, big part of that, isn't big she? Big on that, big on that. She's uh, good. Anyway, a little song there called Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Another song in our theme today. Love it. Which uh, gets more and more esoteric each week. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> next week, folks, we'll, she'll be doing songs from Ripper albums oh, in the seventies. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I can't. Wait. <laughs> Do you know what? I really can't wait for that. That, that is going to be a belter. I think it's a beauty. Yeah. Now I got uh, I got my dander up a bit. Oh, um, I like it when you get your dander. Yeah, no, it was, um, and it's a uh, it's a really difficult topic because it's um, so. This is all about. Our troops mm. and uh, the boys overseas um, in just horrendous sort of situations, and the fact that now there's a bunch of them that that are going to be under investigation. So we have to be a bit careful. Um, but the investigation around um, uh, deaths of um, uh, non-army, um, uh, you know, military people from other countries, it's been alleged um, that um, there was a group of people that were uh, that were dealt with, uh, and it contravenes um, and falls under the ire of um, allegedly sort of war crimes, if you like. Um, and I, I was listening to an interview, and you'll forgive me, but the, the name of this chap escapes me, but he's actually written a book, um, and he had extraordinary access. He was over with the troops, yep. and he said, you know, the discipline around what he saw, you know, most of the time was um, exemplary, and, you know, they followed the rules and did all the right things. And he said, he said, you, okay, let's not take away from the fact, and there's been this groundswell for a long time now, that, that something's been a bit smelly over there, and something occurred that shouldn't have occurred, allegedly. And uh, he said, just, just stop, and just stop for a minute. He said, this is what you've got to try and get your head around. And it doesn't take away from the fact that if they've actually done something illegal, then that's going to be treated and dealt with yeah. in a particular yep. way. Um, but he said, just think about this for a minute. He said, you're up against uh, an enemy who don't, you don't know who they are. Um, they don't dress in the opposition colours. No, they don't, they don't <laughs> they, say, they, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the enemy. Yeah, they, 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 they don't come out wearing pink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, all come out saying, no, 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 friend, friend, friend. And, you know, you can imagine one day um, uh, they not. are, and the next day they're, not. they're about to shove an IUD down your throat and blow mm. you to smithereens. Yeah. Um, and that's what these guys are faced with every day. We ask them to go to war on our behalf in order to create a better world and uh, you know keep peace and normality and and, and everything that uh, that goes with it. And yet, in a split second, when they've got when they turn around and there's an AK-47 poked at their head. Um, or they've got one poked at someone else, they've got a split second to make a decision as to whether that person friend is, or foe. is friend or foe. Correct. Now, so, this really annoys me, right? Because yep. uh, war is war. It's not normal. The, the rules of war do not apply to the rules of peacetime. Yep. We send people away, yep. um, risk their lives for our country, and yep. ask them to do the unspeakable things that they don't, the government don't really want to know about. Nope. Right? Yep. Um, and... Um, 
then we turn around and, you know, they come back with all sorts of um, mental health issues, often uh, physical disabilities, because yep. they've had, you know, parts of their body blown off or whatever. Yep. And then we turn around and we don't defend them and we don't support them. Yep. So I, I just get a bit annoyed about this sort of stuff and this line of inquiry. I agree with you. If, done, if they've done something egregious or very illegal, yep. then yes, uh, take care of it. But don't play it out through the bloody public papers, please. No. Keep it inside. Keep it within the the you know defence force. Have an independent investigation, but keep it out of the papers. Yep. Because it smacks to me of you know not being in support of our troops and it annoys me a lot. I mean, and we've got the hypocrisy to turn around and. You know, they gush all over about Anzac Day, which they rightly should, and yep. then they don't defend our modern-day troops. So I just think there's two standards at play here. Yeah, I'm, mate, you and I, are on the, we're on the same boat here, right? So, you know, I read things like, you know, the PMs that Australians would have to face brutal truths, and it would be hard and difficult news next week. Um, and this chap that was written the book said... You know, we we have upheld for a number of years, while other countries have done horrendous and uh, unspeakable things to to um, their foes. Um, you know, our guys have have done uh, what they've been asked to do, and it looks as though some things might have slipped through to the keeper and uh, happened in uh, whatever circumstance there was. But th- this is not about. You know, there were 25 women and children that were raped and pillaged and beheaded, and you know, it was uh, it, it's nothing like that whatsoever. Um, Prime Minister to stand up and say the words "brutal" and "war crimes" and aim those words at defence personnel. It's it's very late. His and Lazy previous governments had sent to war has shattered the men whose lives he risked by sending them there in the first place. Now, doesn't that just sum up exactly what what we've just said at the at the top end of uh, this little piece? Already at breaking point, sources I've spoken to expect some not to survive this. I mean, you see, now you're talking about, but they're suggesting that there will be those that um, will not get through this in one way or another. Um, And then they go on. They came out of Afghanistan alive, but they might not survive this verbal attack. So you think that all that they've gone through on however many missions that they've done over in, in hideous parts of the world that they're then going to come back and face this scrutiny about whatever took place and um, this will actually tip them over the edge. And um, and, there's, and then there's a whole second piece around this, um, which this doesn't really talk about, but I'll tell you who's been incredibly strong on this that I have listened to in recent times in Parliament is um, Jackie Lambie, mm-hmm. um, who's talked about the returned soldiers and um, the lack of allegedly the lack of support that they've, that they've got or get or get or just don't get quick enough. Um, and that seems to be, a, that's a whole new, uh, that's a can of worms on its own. But um, I, I'm going to follow this uh, really carefully um, as much as I can in terms of this information. But um, just on face value, um, yes, we will always try and do the right thing. And I think we're a decent, human race here in Australia but by goodness me um, this is what you said is absolutely bang on, this is war Mm. this is uh, the the most extreme of extremes Uh, this is life and death every minute that they're in battle you know, if I've never heard of uh, people being hung, drawn and quartered when they've been killed by friendly fire Mm. and yet for whatever reason these guys have made a split decision or whatever they've done in order to um, 
uphold the uh, strength that they're trying to achieve. It I think would it's appear. very also it's very hard to put yourself in their shoes, and there's just oh, it's extraordinary a, different circumstances. A hundred percent. It's um, anyway. I, I'm. I don't want to speak any more about it because I, 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 I want to read more about it, and I, I want to understand exactly, you know, if we can establish, you know, what exactly went on because I, I want to follow this right the way through, um, and just to see what the end result is. But it, it's, doesn't sound good at this point in time, mm. anyway. So um, there we go. Now, um, someone who does sound good still, there, there's a particular person that said, um, "I'm going nowhere." <laughs> Would you know how I'd be talking about, Rutsi? Yes, if I'd like to support this. This is Her Majesty. This is Her Maj. And um, so the Queen has vowed uh, to reign past her Platinum Jubilee, which is in 2022. Which is, what, 50? Uh, 60. 60, is 60. I think, isn't it? Platinum. Um, and serve her realm for all her life. Um, Senior Ray said she had no intention of resigning and was keen to resume her full-time duties once there was a coronavirus vaccine. Um, despite rumours the Queen, the Queen was to step, uh, step aside and let uh, Charlie take over after her 95th birthday in April, sources said she would reign all her life. One senior advisor said the Queen was sticking to a commitment she made on her 21st birthday to serve the Commonwealth until the day she dies. So a platinum jubilee is seventy years. Oh, pla- oh yes, seventy so years. So she yes. must be approaching That's ninety-one, it. is she? Oh no, yeah. Well, she's t- no ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah, so she turns ninety-five next April. Does she? Yes, it's, it's um, incredible. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? Um, she said during a broadcast in nineteen forty-seven, "I de- I declare before you that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service." And the service of our great imperial family, to which we all belong. <laughs> that's, what, I, um, that's what she said, mate. Charlie will be thrilled, won't he? Oh, I mean, Charlie might, Charlie might just go and live Charlie's with... Charlie Char- might go and live with old, old uh, Red Nut now. Charlie's, Charlie's, 70, <laughs> Charlie's 72. Yeah, that's not, what I mean. He's not getting any younger. No. I mean, if she hangs on for another five or ten, he might go before she does. <laughs> Especially if he steps out the wrong place and gets a dose of the virus. He doesn't want to go on the lift. He doesn't want to get his father to take him in the car. Did he get, did he get the virus first time round? I don't know. Charlie? Did he? Did he? I think he did. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know. I'm not sure. Um, know. Because uh, one, of the, one of the sons did. Right. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, not Harry. Um, old, mate, other, old mate, other one. Uh, yeah, he got it, and but never. Oh, Andrew. Andy. No, 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 no. Randy, Andy. No, 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 no. No, Harry's brother. Oh, um, Charlie. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we surely Will. need William. William. We, you talking about? we really did a break <laughs> for a long time because <laughs> this is, I think, we we, quit, we can't do numbers. Hey, they got, we don't even know his part of the royal family They've got good longevity because didn't the Queen's mother die oh, yeah. at 99? Oh, about 140, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she would. No, did she make 100? I don't yeah. know. I don't think I she did. I thought she, yeah, I thought her, her daughter gave her a letter because I think she, I thought she got to about 100 and 203. Yeah, she was batting beautifully, and then, and then the wheels fell off. Yeah, um, maybe she was ninety nine, didn't make it. I don't know. Just let me. I'll look it up. Yeah, no, you got to check that out. Yeah. So you got to. Was she the Don Bradman? <laughs> 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 got out the ninety nines. 
101. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 101. So she got a letter from her daughter. She, she got the, she turned up and turned uh, up, raised the got, bat, got the letter from the daughter, <laughs> and then fell over. Got the telegram. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's that's both, so they're both good knocks into the 90s. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, into the uh, nervous 90s. That's what I'm saying. Charlie should just go to Canada now. <laughs> just go and live with, oh, I'm done. Go and live with the sparkles. <laughs> he's, he's past retirement he's got, age. He's got no hope. <laughs> Wills is the only one that's going to get a crack. <laughs> and that'll be another 15 years. Uh, Madge will get to 110. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> oh, we do need a break. <laughs> we need a big we'll break. Ta- we'll take a little, <laughs> little sponsorship. We'll have a snap. We'll have a sponsorship. Oh, okay. break. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Are you at risk of kidney disease? If you have a family history of kidney disease, are over 50, have an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander heritage, a diabetic, or you smoke or have high blood pressure, you are at risk of developing kidney disease. Ask your doctor for a simple kidney test. Early detection of kidney disease could save your life. For more information, contact the Australian Kidney Foundation on 1800 682 531 or go to www.kidney.org.au. Hey, you ready to go for a run? Make sure you keep up. Speaking of keeping up, did you get around to registering to be an organ and tissue donor, like we talked about? Because it's young guys like us who are lagging behind the rest of Australia when it comes to registering to be donors. It's time we pulled our weight, I reckon, because one day it might be you, me, or one of our family who needs a transplant. That's a pretty good reason to say yes to donation. And it only takes a minute at donatelife.gov.au. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. Southern FM's 30th anniversary is this month. Can you believe it? Celebrate our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30.
So there's one you wouldn't have heard of before, Scotty. I just thought I'd throw that in, but it's actually one of my favourite songs. You're true to your word. <laughs> You're very true to your word, mate. You were. It was a odds, odds I've and sorts of that in my well, life. It, it's a great song. It's it's Father John Misty. You go and look him up. Father John. Father Misty. John Misty right. is his stage name. It's right. Josh Tillman. And Hollywood Forever Cemetery sings is a great song, and I think. Uh, in my humble opinion, if you watch that on YouTube, I think it's one of the greatest film clips ever. Really? Yes. That's a big call. Check that out on YouTube. It's fantastic. Big call. So that's what I've... Uh, I've winded up there, the, my Hollywood songs. Uh, finished there for the day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you've done very well oh, yeah. in terms of uh, following esoteric, through on that Esoteric theme. and uh, quite eclectic mix yes. of songs there. No, I agree with you. Now, um... But yes, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> That's okay. Now, um, it's past 3.30. Uh, have we got any food or wine stuff? Uh, I've got some wine. Oh, good. Wine. Yeah, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Just taking the cork out. <laughs> um, well, this was an interesting one. So, you know, I, I, I love this little uh, article each week in uh, in one of the supplements uh, in the papers uh, under the uh, under the guise of the full bottle. Yes, so the full we, bottle. So we've had, you know, do you stick it in the microwave? Oh, and, yes, yes, yes. You know, which, uh, what, the grapes and all that sort of stuff. So this is... Um, uh, I'll just read you this. Good eateries used to have a good used to have good house wines. They did too. Yeah, you could trust mm. whatever happened to them. Now I recall as a young fella, uh, but at an age you when get a carafe uh, of the house red. That's right. Now my dad used to take us down to a little pub in Inkerman Street down in St Kilda. We get down there maybe once a month, once every six weeks, and uh, I I go to the bar with him, and you know, we come back with a carafe of the of the house red. 
And I don't remember it stripping paint or no. you know, doing anything nasty or ending up in hospital. Um, but anyway, that uh, it, it does seem as though that's uh, very passe and uh, very yesterday. I do recall um, there was a restaurant in uh, Sorrento. Uh, Chinaman's fat. Oh, the Chinaman's <laughs> fat. Yes, I uh, remember the woman throwing pots and pans yes. at her husband in the main street. Correct, correct. <laughs> I've got two stories about Chinaman's. Yeah, go. The first one is we went in there one night and we admitted to um, bring any wine. Yes. And um, we said, have you got any wine? And she said, yes, white or red? <laughs> white or red? <laughs> we have two types, white oh. or red. So they had, their, don't you, they don't had you, some house wine don't there you or miss- would have been... The, le- the leftovers of someone had left there don't. in the fridge, so you'd have an odd sods collection. Uh, the wild red goes the same as pot or prawn. My other favourite uh, story is I went to r- pick up takeaway r- there, there one night, and uh, she brought out the takeaway, and, and there was in the takeaway bit, if, if you recall, there was those the coloured strips, coloured rubber strips separating the servery area for yeah. the takeaway from yeah. the kitchen. That's right. And uh, she came out, she's all very polite, lovely yep. lady, and she'd omitted um, my fried rice, my special fried rice. Right. She said, just one moment. <laughs> and she popped, popped behind those little rubber things and yelled out at the top of her voice, Where's the fried rice? <laughs> Gave him the round And then the walked back out and said, it'll just be a moment. <laughs> <laughs> they had, I, I think, was, uh, you can only describe it, it chaos. as completely toxic. <laughs> chaos. Well, I'm telling you, this. We, we, we were there one night. I reckon I, I reckon I might have been there with uh, Salonchalot, yes. as a matter of fact. Yeah. And um, the, she, <laughs> he's run out the front door, and she's hurling a pot at him. And he's te- <laughs> tearing down the main street of Sorrento. Yeah. Oh, it was gold. Anyway, I uh, I digress. Um, how's right? What? Because I remember also in my formative oh, days, God. my parents used to take me as a treat to Leo Spaghetti Bar on oh, Fitzroy Street. Oh yeah. And Ripper. they had carafes yeah. of house red. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. yeah. Just candy yeah. or something yep. like that? Yep. Lovely. Yep. But this is the, the the whole premise of this is that saying, why can't they still go and buy, go and buy, buy well, a half decent bottle of red for 10 bucks? I mean, clean skins. Uh, all of that, right? All of that. So it says, house wines belong in olden times when the world was simple and when and people were charmingly innocent. Yeah. Um, a time before wine experts and critics existed and competition, uh, sorry, competitive television cooking shows that hadn't been imagined. A time when the weary traveller could wander into a cafe in France or Spain, having tethered his steed to a post. <laughs> and there was a trough of water and a bag of chaff for the nag, a casserole and a pitcher of local red for the human. And no one ever questioned the quality. <laughs> Isn't that poetry? It's That's lovely. Such I love magnificent. That. Ah, there I go again, reminiscing about the good old days. But let's get real. Wine has never been better, more available nor more affordable than it is today. We're spoiled for choice. We want a steak with mash and two veg and a bottle of cheap red? Go to a pub. You may even find a house wine there, but there are no guarantees. Some of our smarter restaurants continue to have house wines bearing the winemaker's name, such as Rick Stein Semignon by Brokenwood and uh, Tetsuya's Chardonnay by Piero. There is no good reason why house wine has become passé. It's still viable for a restaurateur to source an inexpensive red, pink and white, from one of the bigger wineries at modest cost, supplied in the large bladder packs that have replaced the humble oak barrel, which could be served in a carafe glass. No names, no pack drill. Unfortunately, nowadays, people associate... Um, 
Anonymous wine with low quality. Of course, it doesn't have to be. But it's probably a sign that too many canning diners, canny diners, have been burned with rotgut jug wine. <laughs> However illogical it may be, they feel safer buying a branded bottle, even if it costs more. House wine still exists, but it's now got a fashionable name like, insert name of eatery, single vineyard, naturally fermented, biodynamic, vegan-friendly, unfiltered, unfined, sous voile, flower day harvest, insert name of grape variety, <laughs> with a price that's double the cost of the main course. <laughs> well, it's interesting, wine, because uh, uh, I have dined out this week. Yeah, you give it a good go. <laughs> and uh, I did notice that uh, because I've studied a little bit of wine, uh, there's certain restaurants that I did attend that uh, don't mind a price gouge <laughs> on the wine. Don't they ever. I went to a, an establishment that I won't name. No. It's, I love the people that run it. Yes. but uh, Can you give me a suburb? The, yes, it's a local one. Local, right. And okay, um, they were probably um, charging a markup of 100%. Well, that's, that's probably half reasonable. <laughs> yes. So it's interesting. Well, go to, Bar- go to Bali and buy an $8 bottle well, of Penfolds and then pay $40 for it over there. You, we, we've, um, we bottle our wine. We, you know, a group yeah. of us get together and we make a label and we, we bottle our own wine. Heathcote Shiraz this is very good. 3186, isn't it? 3186, yes. Yeah. And we're about to go again um, in December um, to do another bottling. Right. Um, just working on the label as we speak. Is it Heathcote Shiraz? Is it's it? Heathcote Shiraz. Is it? It's very nice. It's good part. Of the, it's good growing part yeah. of the world. Heathcote very for nice. uh, for some red. So we're uh, about to do that again. But we're, we're landing that for ten bucks a bottle. Really? Yeah. It's great wine. Yeah. Right. I'm going to tell you a joke. Yeah. It's a dog joke. <laughs> now hang on. We've had a ripping good show. Yeah. Is this is, is this going to is this just going to encapsulate? What the show was about today? Don't know. Let's find out. Go, I? mate. Just give it to about us. a talking dog. Righto. Huh? Yeah. Um, man sees an advert in paper. Yes. For a talking dog. Right. And hurries around to the vendor's house. Yes. He said, I've, I've come about the talking dog. He said, come on, in, come on in and meet him. I'll put the kettle on. Yes. There's a dog on the living room carpet. Yes. Hello, says the buyer, feeling a bit foolish. Oh, hello, replied the dog. Oh. Much to the man's amazement. Blimey, you can talk, says the says the buyer. Oh yeah, I can talk. The dog confirms, not just English but French, Spanish too, workable Arabic, as well. Workable. I picked it up uh, in Iraq doing the bomb disposal for the army. I got a medal from the Queen. That was after I'd scored the winning goal in the cup final, but before I'd won the Booker Prize. <laughs> Your dog is amazing, says the buyer as the seller brings the tea in. I can't understand why you'd want to sell him. Because he's a flat-out liar, says the owner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good, mate. That's very good. No, we like that. Um... Yes. Talking dog jokes. Talking There's probably a million of them. Why? Well, interesting, isn't it? Yes, see what see what other talking dog jokes you might be able to find <laughs> at some point in time. But anyway, um, I was going to do a piece on energy, um, but I might sort of carry it over. But it's uh, there's a couple of there were a couple of really interesting articles about it, um, and the thing that I nearly fell off my stool about, which I shared with you just earlier, uh, when I was reading through. Um, 
uh, there's a couple of sections to, to this article, and under the, one of them it just says they use um, fighter brands to fool you. Um, and it just says here, uh, you know, we all know names of big uh, retailers such as Origin and AGL, but there's actually 57 electrical retailer brands in Australia. In Australia alone. 57. Wow. So there's sort of this pot of energy yeah and all these little subbies can come along Doing and distri- sort of distribution buy, buy it mm. and then tip it off to you and make some coin on the way through um and then there's some lovely terms here and i do want to go through this next week so i'm not going to spill out the whole lot but it just says if you haven't changed your energy provider or spoken to your current energy provider for more than 12 months or two years you'll be what's known as their back book yeah right yes all right uh, and paying you, too much. And you need to be in their front book. Yeah. So he said, you need to use words like, I'm going to leave. I'm changing <laughs> And then you're instantly shunted off into a different script. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that a bit more because I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to go, I'm going to threaten to leave my provider. And see I'm either, what happens. Report back. And see what there is. Because then you've also got to find out whether you're on a flat tariff or a, high, uh, a peak, uh, a high peak tariff and a low peak tariff. So there's a little bit of work to do in there. We might be able to save some shekels. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this show with um, 10 questions in two minutes. Oh, right. Are we? (laughs) We're just going to... 10 in two. (laughs) A little quiz, just a curveball quiz. 10 in two. Righto. What's the name of Dorothy's dog in The Wizard of Oz? Uh, Toto. Toto, well done. Yeah. In which Australian state or territory is the city of Broken Hill located? Uh, That would be in Victoria. New South Wales. New South Wales. What is soya bean curd more commonly known as? Uh, Soya bean. um, uh, Bean curd. Tofu. Oh, tofu, yes, yes. It turns into tofu. Bamboo is a variety of what? Um, uh, Well, it's, it's, it's not timber. Um, it's uh, well, it's it's a tree. It's, it's a plant. It's a grass. It's a gra- yes, yes. It's a grass. Yes, hmm. I did. In fact, I saw something about it the other day. What is the name given to a Russian astronaut? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Vlad- Vladimir. No, no, no. He's a. He's not a Rusky. He's um. No, there is a name for the uh, Russian astronauts. Um, it's, uh, it's also this. What's a cocktail named after this? Oh, Tom Cruise. No, <laughs> no, got me. Cosmo. Got me. Yeah, Cosmo. Cosmonaut. Yeah, 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 cosmonaut. That's what I was trying to think yeah. of. Yes. Hey, um, uh, how many of Henry VIII's wives were beheaded? Eight. Eight. No, just the two. Three? Just oh, the two. No, I, think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was three, but tough, <laughs> tough gig. Being oh, mate, so I'll tell you what. Yeah, tough gig. Um, which <laughs> two U.S. states start with the word South? Park, South. <laughs> Carolina. Yes, and South, uh, uh, South Washington. No, that's no, um, no, a hard one. South, South Dakota. No, South Dakota. Yeah. Right. Okay. What's a male duck called? Quack. Um, a male duck. Male duck. I don't know if I've it's called if, a drake. Oh, it is too. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. The Basilica de Sagrada Familia Church, designed by Gaudi, is located in which city? In Italy. It's in Spain. Oh, it's in Spain. So that's with B. Barcelona. Barcelona. And what's the largest lake in England by surface area? Oh, largest lake? Yes. Would I have heard of it? Probably. No. no. What Lake Windermere. Well, we've got Lake Windermere here. Have we? Yeah. I think I'm on there too. It's bigger. It's a bit bigger. Well, we haven't got any original names here. Everything we've go. got <laughs> came from the UK. Go. All right. All right. Hooroo. Thanks for listening. Um, off Too to smart. the AMRAP radio show. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you, mate.